You're listening to the Namely Marley Podcast, episode number 34. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Namely Marley Podcast. I'm your host, Marley. The goal of this podcast is to focus on adding a little creative, healthy, and passion-filled living to your day every day. Today I'm talking with Jackie Soban. She's author of the blog Vegan Yak Attack, and now she's also author of the book Vegan Bull Attack. Nice kind of correlation there, right? (laughs) I love this interview with Jackie first. Okay, so you may not know this, but I have this weird fascination with names. (laughs) It's a long but super awesome story, and I promise to go into that with you uh, in more detail in a future episode. But for today, let's just say that I think names are awesome, and most people have a really cool story behind their names, so I just really love asking people about their names. And so I asked Jackie about her name, and interestingly enough, um, she has a story behind her name that actually ties to the name of her blog and, of course, now her book. I don't know. I just love it when that kind of thing happens. It feels like synchronicity or something. I don't know. But anyway, Jackie shares about her passion for vegan eating and what that means for her and, you know, how that shines through in her book, Vegan Bowl Attack. So specifically, we talk about her passion for the accessible, approachable vegan diet. And all I can say to that is amen, because, you know, I just feel like sometimes veganism can feel really difficult to people, at least the people I talk to, you know, one of the reasons that they say maybe they're, you know, hesitant to start or, you know, feel frustrated by it is that it, you know, can feel really difficult. But once we realize just how accessible it is that you can find the ingredients and also approachable, that you can turn those ingredients into easy, delicious, healthy meals. I don't know. I just feel like it just takes veganism right off that pedestal and right onto your table every day. So I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really excited about this discussion. So let's get right to it. Here's today's feature interview with Jackie Soban. Hey everyone, I'm happy to have Jackie Soban. She's author of the site Vegan Yak Attack, and now she's a new book author of the book Vegan Bull Attack. So hi Jackie, welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you, and I'm really looking forward to talking with you today about your book and your approach to your diet and just life and everything. But first, I thought it might be nice if we could go back into a little bit of background about yourself, and I have this weird fascination with people and their names and so I thought I might ask you if you could tell everybody you know Jackie I love that name can you talk about like do you know why your parents picked that name of Jackie well my full name is um Jacqueline so Uh it's uh, and they actually I have an older half sister that's about 12 years older than I am and she had a friend named Jacqueline, and my parents liked the name so much that they named me Jacqueline. Oh, that's nice. I love that. Yeah. I like names yeah. that have a little story like that to go along with them. Yeah, and and the other name would have been Jessica, and I'm I feel like I definitely grew into my name, if that makes any sense. That Knowing does. the Jessicas that I know, I feel like I'm very much a Jackie. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> and and Jackie is a obviously a nickname of that. Have you always gone by Jackie instead of Jacqueline? Yes, except for when my parents were very mad at me when I was younger. Oh, yeah, and, and then they pull out the Jacqueline card. You're in trouble. Yeah, and even and even then it turns into Jacqueline instead of Jacqueline, and it would be oh. like Jacqueline 
and yeah, it was never good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your book. I mean, actually, let's let's start with your your site first because you are the brilliant creative mind behind Vegan Yak Attack. And when did you start that site? Um, well, first of all, thank you. And I started the website. I say kind of in 2010, um, I started, uh, like when Tumblr first, um, became a website, uh -huh. I just had a very small personal blog that I just uploaded pictures to every few weeks and it's kind of random and sporadic. Um, and then in probably late 2010, um, I was working full time and I wanted to get into cooking so that I could stop buying freezer meals. And, mm. um, that is what got me into cooking. And so then I just kept posting and my, well, you might be into this, uh, because of etymology, but, um, mm. I worked in a restaurant and since my name is Jacqueline, it printed out, um, on the kitchen tickets as Jacqueline because it would cut off after like yes. eight characters. Yes. So um, a lot of the kitchen staff would call me Yakali because a lot of them are like Hispanic and Latino oh. and from like all over the world really. Yeah. And so Yakali, and then I use that as a handle online on forums and things for a while. <laughs> and from oh. that, I had friends, like I had one or two friends that called me Yak Attack and that was just my nickname. Um, and that's why it's why CK is because it's from Jackie, not like the animal. Oh um, my God, I love this story. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then when I my blog kind of grew, I bought the domain name and I couldn't just buy Yak Attack. Um, uh -uh. And so I just put a vegan in front of it and, and here we are. Although Yak Attack <laughs> is kind of cute too. I like that, but vegan Yak Attack just goes really well. Yes, yeah, it, it's pretty descriptive and it's interesting enough. So I, I feel like it's pretty good. <laughs> and how would you characterize your blog? I mean, would you say it's... Uh, for convenience or, you know, like what kind of recipes are people going to expect to find when they go there? I see my blog and my brand as um, really fun and creative food that is most importantly vegan and accessible and approachable. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously very delicious. I'm very, yes. <laughs> very into tasty food. Um, <laughs> so there are like healthier options and um and a good variety but mostly i just want to make fun approachable vegan food that you can recreate you know in your own kitchen yeah and does that include things i mean is it you think it's mostly plant-based i mean i always like to make that criteria like some vegans i've talked to like refuse to use faux meat products or faux cheeses or mm. things like that where do you fall on that um I like, I mean, I, in my personal cooking, will sometimes use, uh, like, faux meats or vegan cheeses and things like this. Um, yeah, just for, like, convenience around the house or if I just want to splurge and make something in a short amount of time. Um, but for my blog, I like to keep it pretty easy in terms of ingredients. Like, I, I will use tofu and tempeh and, you know, I'll make my own seitan. Um, because not everyone can find specialty products in, you know, their grocery stores or supermarkets. Um, so I feel like that kind of alienates a lot of people that aren't in major metropolitan areas, like with these awesome Whole Foods uh, yeah. stores and things like that. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, you know, homemade seitan is so much better than <laughs> than store-bought uh, in just the package. So and that's, it's really that's pretty, cheap, too. Oh, it's so cheap to make. And it's, 
Yeah, it's, and you can always freeze a batch and, you know, make it. There's, I've made bread maker seitan, which made the most amazing, like, deli meat style seitan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I try to keep it pretty low key in terms of specialty ingredients. Like, I would say, same with my book, absolutely, um, especially because it is being sold overseas. So I had a couple testers from overseas to see, you know, what would be harder for them to find like in their grocery store. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never so thought about that from an international perspective. That gets really yeah, challenging. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, and I've heard people say like in Australia, buying maple syrup is just exorbitant. I mean, I love it. And so I'm like, I'm still going to use it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little expensive here, but, you know, pure maple syrup, you don't really use in high quantity. But um, yeah. Yeah. So there, I try to keep that stuff in mind. So I don't, I don't buy usually like just straight up pre-made things. Um, although sometimes, uh, to be completely honest, I work with brands that have really cool products and um, it helps me put out free content for other people. So sometimes I'll incorporate them into recipes, but I mostly just kind of stick to basic grocery store products. I think that's so cool. Like, you know, making sure something is accessible and just because it's nearby to you doesn't mean like in Bismarck, North Dakota that you're going to be able to find it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you can find it and it's really expensive, um, you know, <laughs> not like right. if you're in some downtown city or someplace where they have a lot of, like you said, Whole Foods and they might be able to get it more affordably. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 And then and, and I try to like in, I would say in the cookbook, like the three probably most weird ingredients <laughs> are um, like coconut vinegar and I give you a sub. So if you don't have that and you can find miso and apple cider vinegar, like you're good. Um, and then vegan Worcestershire sauce, but I just, I love it. And I love it too. Yeah. And I, and I feature it like these, these weird specialty ingredients, instead of having it in just one recipe in the book, it's, it's throughout it. So you don't Mm. feel like you're just buying a whole thing, you know, and then having it sit there just for the one recipe, like you, you know, it, you're able to use it throughout. So it's just, yeah, it's good to keep that in mind because I think some people get away from that and, and then people feel intimidated by trying to find these like weird things all over the place. And what's the third? You said there were three. Oh, three. Um, well, I would say like, I mean, I have, I think, um, well, nutritional yeast is kind of weird to like yeah. the basic person to yeah. anybody that's been around vegan food for like any amount of time. Yeah. Um, they, they've heard of it at least. Um, but that you can find pretty easily, but I would still put it in the weird ingredient category. Because people like are I, like, what? <laughs> yeah, if I if I go to one of my like mom's friends or something, for example, and I say an ingredient and they're not familiar with it, I, I kind of put it in the weird category because I I'm so deep in it that I <laughs> yeah. I like oh. I had to just come out and then and look at it from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's coconut vinegar? Because I I've never even heard of that. So coconut vinegar is is like apple cider vinegar. It's um you know it's a fermented just coconut vinegar and it's uh, kind of beigey, um, but still clear. And it has, and I actually learned this from Erin from Olives for Dinner, because uh, she uses it in her cheese recipes, because that's mm. what I use it for. Yeah. And it's it's a little bit more savory than apple cider vinegar, um, and not as like tart. Okay. So it, it gives cheese sauces this really great tang without being too acidic. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And you can find so, it at any store? 
I, I find that at like Whole Foods and Sprouts we have over here, but usually in natural food stores, it'll be by like the aminos and things like that. Um, so that one I admit is a, is a little weird, but that's why I give you a sub for yeah. miso paste and apple cider vinegar, because you can find those almost I everywhere. love miso paste. Oh my God. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, we just got a Sprouts in our neighborhood and that is a great store. I love it. There's <laughs> one a too. mile away from my house and I'm a regular there. And I bet. Like, what do you even do? I don't think that they know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I could be there every day. There. It's so wonderful. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I am there every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, there could be worse places to be, I think. <laughs> 100%. So what is like, I'm just curious, what is like your go-to favorite re uh, recipe? Like something that you would make on an everyday basis? Oh man. Um, I really love mac and cheese, like vegan mm. mac and cheese. If, if I could, I would eat it every day and I would just yeah. make different variations of that. Yes. Um, but I know that I should probably not do that every day so usually um if i'm not working on assignments because i do a lot of food photography and yeah. so i'll end up making other people's food and just finding ways to eat all of those leftovers yeah um but yeah if, I, if i'm just doing whatever i want i do throw together like steamed veggies with rice and maybe like a tahini sauce or ranch vegan ranch or something yeah. um easily but yeah mac and cheese is like my jam and like oh. one of my one of my favorite recipes in the book is a is a updated version of one of the more popular recipes on my blog which is the um buffalo chickpea mac and cheese so it's got it, on the blog you you use like shortcuts a little bit mm -hmm. um in my book i give you the option to use my cheese sauce that's in the book and then um the ranch sauce that is also in the book, which is like my favorite ranch. And I I can still say that because I've made it 10 times in the last three weeks and I still love it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's mac and cheese um, and you can easily make it with gluten-free noodles. Yeah. Um, right before you serve it, you fold in like romaine and um, some cut up celery and then you put some roasted chickpeas with buffalo sauce on top and a little drizzle of ranch and it's just like the best. Wow. All those flavor combinations sound amazing. Yeah. I love it. And I, and I served that at my influencer launch party and, uh, that I just had on Tuesday and, uh, people loved it. And there was so many people, there was a few people that, that weren't vegan or that just didn't like mac and cheese Yeah, and everyone loved it, which was always good. <laughs> I always love it. You know, you've got a real good recipe when people who are not vegan eat it and they love it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the, that's like the golden standard to get somebody who's like, I would eat this, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 because sometimes vegans are just stoked to like be able to eat something that's yeah. not a salad. So yeah, you yeah. have to like go the extra mile and get everyone else on board. And there, there are just some things that have, um, you know, like there's a taste, like you were, you were talking about tofurkey. I mean, um, I think everybody in my family, when they tried that on Thanksgiving, they're like, eh, it doesn't taste like turkey to me. But, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's like a, an adjustment period you have to go through to get used to some products. And then, but once you're over that hurdle, it's like, I love this stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I would never go back. I mean, I would, you know, I wouldn't go back anyway, but, you know, I just think there's a little bit of a, I don't know, adjustment period. But when you have a recipe and somebody's used to eating dairy products and they mm -hmm. try this and they love it, that's, you know, that's a really good recipe. Yeah. 
but that's, you know, I love talking about the transition time that people go through in mm -hmm. uh, choosing a vegan diet. Because I know that it's, it can be challenging at a time when you're used to, you know, you're used to drinking cow's milk every day and you're switching to uh, plant-based milk. There is an adjustment, but I, I still say once you go there, it's like you never want to go back to that. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think it depends on your reasons too. Cause some people, I mean, like yeah. when I became vegan, um, I did it for sustainability reasons, like mm. environmental reasons, because my background is in product design. And so sustainability is something that I was taught in school. Um, and then once that was that part of that, that facet, I should say was shown to me was like, Oh my God, like, look at how wasteful this stuff is. Um, yeah. And, and so that was a huge thing. And then also health related. And then like months into it, it became um, also about the animals. So like, depending, I think on your drive and your openness, you, you know, it, it kind of changes how the transition is for you. I was like, you know, vegetarian for a couple of months, like a few months. Yeah. Um, but had cut out most dairy. I, I would eat like cookies that people would bring into the office, and so, <laughs> um, but just not have it at home. Yes. And then uh, eventually I was like, all right, let's, let's just not do this anymore. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just, let's just go for it. And I actually ate tons of raw food when I first went vegan. Um, cause it was easy for me to just chop stuff up and yeah. put it in a bowl and then take it to work. And you know, that's what I ate. Um, but now that I get to play around with food at home, I, I eat maybe a little less raw food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about when you have a vegan blog, you're eating all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It um, going vegan changed my life in many different ways, and yeah. now that it's like my career, it is uh, definitely it envelops everything. But it's kind of the best. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's cool. I, you probably had no idea you're going to be starting a vegan blog, and you know now a cookbook. How cool is that? Yeah, no. I, yeah, maybe like a couple years into it, that was a goal. Like, not yeah. maybe, it definitely was. I was like, yeah, that would be so cool. But like, you know, you, you just don't know how things are going to go. And being a blogger, you kind of have um, a lot of options in terms of what direction you want to go in, you know, past that if you cho if you choose to. Because I know people that just do it for fun. And, right. and that's awesome. And I kind of envy that. Um, because I'm like, oh, it's like a hobby. Like you can just do it, and it's not like a ton of pressure. And I, and I've created, yeah, I've created my situation, so I I don't I'm I don't resent myself. But right. yeah, I, I like that variety there, and um, it's interesting to see how everyone approaches it. Yeah, I think the nice thing about doing it as a hobby too is like like you say, you're you're probably only in tune with. I mean, I, honestly, I actually reach in this point with myself anyway. Like doing the recipes that you're just you know passionate about versus you know oh it's it's I don't know Super Bowl so I've got to do a, you know some kind of dip mm -hmm. or something I don't know mm -hmm. that I think that kind of changes the nature of the of a blog when you're when you're turning it into something that's a, a profession right absolutely so uh, when you're when you're uh, writing this book are, is this book geared towards anybody in particular or is this book you know um, is it people for people who are already vegan or what do you have any thoughts on that um, yeah, no, I went into it uh, thinking I don't need to write a beginner book um, yes. because, I mean, the the vegan cookbook market is saturated, uh, mm. overly so even. And so there are so many great options for beginner cookbooks, and I feel like I didn't need to spell out, you know, right. absolutely everything that needs to be in your pantry and all of these things. So it's kind of targeted towards people that are 
like semi experienced um, cooks just so they have like food in their kitchen already. Um, and not even necessarily vegans. Like, I mean, the, it, it helps because some of the, like those, you know, nutritional yeast and stuff like that vegans are used to using. Um, but it's, it's definitely for like novice and easily a beginner could jump in, but I'm not going to walk you through the very basics of your kitchen. Um, so I feel like it's a little bit of a novice, like inter intermediate book as opposed to just a strictly beginner. Well, and it sounds like it corresponds really nicely with your site. So I'm sure they're, you know, they can go back to your site for, you know, some of the beginner tips. Yeah. I mean, and there, yeah, like there's the, even, you know, the complete books of substitutions from Joni and Celine yeah. are yeah. the, both of them are incredible. So like yeah. stuff like that and, uh, vegan for her from JL, um, and, and Ginny. And so there are so many great books for, you know, your yes. foundation. So I, and I, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of hilarious as mm -hmm. a uh, technical writer, I guess. Um, my intro is very short and my chapter one is very brief because I am so about food and photos. <laughs> Let's get that, right to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, so here are ways that you can make bowls. So that's like kind of what the intro says is, you know, here are ways that you can put together bowls. You can think about your favorite foods and then, you know, transform yeah. them into bowl friendly dishes. Um, or you can take these different parts of, you know, a grain, a protein. And so I break it down like that, but I don't get into the nitty, nitty, nitty gritty of it. You know, um, sometimes that's nice. It's like, I don't know about you, but like, I, I always hated the first day of school, at, you know, a new semester <laughs> in college. It's like, I just want to get into the middle. Of, I don't really want to yeah. hear about the syllabus and, you know, what we're going right. to be doing. Let's just do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so that's kind of how this is. I, I, that's, a, that's a good analogy. I would say that's how this book is, is like that, where you get your little brief story. I talk a little bit about how I went vegan um, and how it correlates with the book, and then you get into these awesome dishes. I love it. And it's, okay, so it's, it's bowls. So I assume all the recipes are bowl-oriented? Yes. I there's, love bowls. There's, there's a, um, a side dish and snack section. So you can, you know, I mean, literally, you don't have to put them in a bowl. But they're so cute in bowls. And yes. so that's, um, like, even I made plantain tater tots and... One of my oh, testers wow. posted a picture and it was on a plate and I had to give her a little crap for it because it was so funny. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's these things that are like bowl friendly foods or just taking things that are not perceived as bowl foods like waffles and then making them into bowls because I also love doing that. Oh, I see. So like a, like a taco bowl or whatever. So what would yeah. you put in a waffle bowl? So you make the waffle, but then you cut it into strips. So it's like dunking it, kind yes. of like your favorite. Like I used to really be into like French toast dippers and stuff uh -huh. when I was a kid from fast food places. So in this case, it's a chai waffle that you cut into strips. And then you have it in a little bowl that already has this like maple butter concoction in the bottom of it. Oh my God, that sounds so good. I love anything chai. So that sounds so yeah. good. Yeah, so it's nice and spicy. Yeah, so they're, they're like your quintessential kind of like segregated bowl recipes. Yeah. And then there are the fun, like that chai waffle dipper. And I yes. have biscuit nachos. Um, biscuit nachos. Tell me about that because I, I am like... <laughs> I'm like a nacho person. I love them. <laughs> so um, I was inspired when I went to uh, Vita Vegan Con uh -huh. last year in Austin. There's a trailer there, a food trailer, since those are very popular there. And it's called Biscuits and Groovy. Oh, and I didn't cool. get to eat there, but they have a bunch of vegan options. 
And they had something kind of similar, but it was biscuits and it had gravy on it. And then it had just like a couple of what you would consider nacho toppings, like olives and maybe like guac and some chives. Um, and I was like, I love biscuits a lot. Yes. And I do like nachos. And so you, instead of having the gravy, you have this awesome cheese sauce oh. and then, and you make it a little spicier. So you're taking the same sauce from the mac and cheese, but you just edit it a little bit and that's what's in the recipe. And then top it with guac and like a vegan sour cream for convenience if you're into it. Yes. Um, I, I also have an easy sour cream recipe in the book. There, there's an essentials chapter. Yes. So you get like a couple sauces and basics in it. Oh my um, god, that sounds so good. Yeah, and then like olives and and stuff and so oh. it was like the idea sometimes you're like this sounds cool and you're not sure about how it's going to actually come out, but yeah. then when it happened, it was like, oh yeah, this is this is a thing and I want this for breakfast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a breakfast too then, huh? That's really cool. Yeah. Cuz I think well, you could have that for dinner. Yeah, you you could have it whatever you wanted. That's the beauty of it. But yeah. I put it in the bre the breakfast chapter. <laughs> okay, got you. Well, it sounds like this is one of those books that would appeal to people who are vegan, but also people who are kind of veg curious. Like you know, mm -hmm. I know I have lots of friends that like to add more vegan meals to their everyday lives. So that they're they're typically omnivore, and so this sounds like a, a book that would appeal to them too. Yeah, yeah. And I have actually seen um, a few of the people that have gotten the book and like post on Instagram and things like this that are like, I'm not vegan, but like, this seems so cool. And like, it seems fun. And I can't wait to see, you know, yeah. what is like inspires from that or what, what they're inspired by from the book. Well, and I just have to say, I got the book in my hands. The photography is beautiful. Did you shoot it all yourself? I did. Thank wow. you. <laughs> oh, and I love cookbooks with good food photography, you know? <laughs> Same. I know. And, and my publisher had originally said, yeah, how about we do like 50 photos? And I was like, I, yeah, it, I, I probably, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I was like, you can pay me the same. I'm going to shoot 25 extra photos because I want them in there. Like that, that'll be our balance because it costs more to put photos in books. So that's right. kind of, you know, that that's why a lot of books don't end up having that many because, you know, yeah. printing out these, these beautiful full color photos, it gets expensive, but, um, and there's over 100 recipes, is that right? Yeah, there's like 105, but yeah, there's that essentials chapter. So there's like 10 that are sauces and, you know, basic seitan recipe, tempeh yeah. bacon, and um, like a couple other things that you use throughout the book. And I think I, I heard you say that sales are going really well, huh? Yeah, they seem to be. Uh, oh. Amazon ran out of the copies they ordered for pre-order, and they're now getting stock in again. So that is awesome. Um, and yeah, so it seems right now that it's like a few thousand copies. I don't have exact numbers, but it seems to be doing really well. And that's a very, very exciting for me that and is. for vegan food. I'm excited about vegan food for other people. <laughs> me too. Me too. So, um, do you have any other, you know, is this, I, this is really terrible to ask this question now, but are you, you, do you have plans for other books down the road or is this like asking a woman after she just had a baby, are you going to have another baby? <laughs> I would say it's semi-similar to that, but yes. kudos to moms because I, wow, I, I watched that from the outside. I have so many friends that are moms or new moms and I'm just like, admire the hell out of them because yes. that as much, as much work as a cookbook is, it is not a child and it is not even close to a child. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, there, there will be another cookbook. Um, I'm not sure how many more cookbooks, but 
it's definitely a, a labor of love. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like it. Yeah. Yes. You don't people listening, don't get into writing cookbooks for money because it's not, it's not lucrative, right. <laughs> but it will open up opportunities for you. And, you know, it makes you a little bit more like official. Yeah. Um, I'm doing quotes over here, <laughs> air quotes, but, uh, yeah. And, and it's really cool. So if you want just to have like, you know, your own thing and put it yeah. out there, absolutely go for it. But yeah, it's not, it's not lucrative, but yeah. Well, and your background more. is in product design. And so I think it's mm -hmm. got to feel good that you had a role in designing this. It's a beautiful book. And I mean, I think it's, uh, that's got to feel really good too. I think. Yeah. And well, and they, um, I mean, the people at Fairwinds, they have a great design team. And so once they sent me, you know, the proofs for looking at it, um, I was super impressed that I was it, usually, you know, when you see something, when you know about it, you can pick out things very quickly that you don't like or um, that you want changed. And there, there wasn't really a whole lot that needed to happen there in terms of that. I felt like they really nailed my personality and just the look of it because I'm like a, a fairly casual person and I don't want to be taken too seriously and so that's you know how I feel like that book is is like this really bold colorful book that is not taking itself too seriously yeah I like that that's really good and I've heard some I don't want to say horror stories but I've heard some pretty rough stories from other people who've written some cookbooks like you know what comes back to them is just not what they envisioned at all so I'm, yeah, I'm glad 100%. that you had such a good experience yeah, no, and I uh, believe me, I was I was even a little surprised where I'm like, I'm I'm grateful and surprised that this is going, yeah. you know, as well as as it went. There was a little like just a shipping issue at the beginning, so the date got pushed back. But other than that, no, it's been a great experience. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so I, here we are at the end of the interview, and I just have a couple of fun questions for you. So, okay. you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what's your favorite food? Uh, like dish or actual food item? Pretty I think cooking. you get to choose that. But I think we already talked about a dish, so pick a, pick a food item. Um, oh, man. I really like broccoli. <laughs> like, I love broccoli, too. That's good stuff. How do you, yeah. can you, is it raw or do you cook it or how do you I cook like it? I like steaming broccoli because sometimes, like, I, I love making all the dishes that I make. But if I want a vegetable and I want just something simple, I almost always gravitate towards steamed broccoli and uh, yeah and I mean and I and even squash is a fruit so I can't I mean I can use whatever I want but squash yeah. family is great I love like really hearty broccoli though there's something like when it's steamed just right it sounds crazy but I feel like it's actually it's like better than butter <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like a, there's something about it it's so good yeah. Yeah, and like, and just knowing what's what's going inside of me. Yes, I, I feel good about it. Broccoli yes. makes me feel good in a few different ways. I like it. Okay, so what's a band or singer that you could never get tired of hearing? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, this is kind of random. I really like uh, Bonobo. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he does um, kind of like ambient music that's a little electronic, but yeah. a little modern and um, usually with not very many vocals. And if they are, they're very soothing. Right. So it's kind of like my favorite work music. Yes. Because I can just groove yeah, it, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, it's entertaining enough to kind of be going on in the background. 
um, and it's a little fun to listen to, and you can pick up like your favorite songs while it's going, but it's not too distracting. So I can really play it over and over again. The worst thing for me would be to have like music that has words to it that I know because I I want to sing the words and, and then it's right. like I can't. And they can't do anything else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to check Bonobo. I think I actually have heard of him, and I I I haven't actually listened to him. So I'm gonna put him on my playlist. Yeah, and I'm sure that, that he like has just infiltrated so much that you'll be like, oh, I've heard something like this before. And you just wouldn't know because right. he doesn't typically sing. There's, yeah, it's kind of a good, it's a cool mix. I have Amazon Prime and so I have their music app. And so I can pick out, I mean, they all, so many artists are on that. So it's kind of cool. I'll have to check that out. I have, I have Prime and I pretty much don't do anything with it. <laughs> Yes, you should definitely get the music app that goes along with that. And then they have all this music on Prime. And I, I've, we tried Apple Music and I didn't like it as much. I liked Apple. Mm -hmm. I love Amazon Prime's uh, music app. It's really good. Ooh, I'll have to they, look that. They got a ton of playlists that, you know, kind of combine. You can pull up an mm -hmm. artist and they'll have playlists related to that artist or they mm -hmm. have different themes. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I use Spotify for pretty much everything oh, in my well, life. Oh, yeah, that's good too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but if I can if I can consolidate, I should check this out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> okay, so one last fun question. What inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I find myself inspired by um, the people that I have around me a lot of the time. Um, I like to surround myself with people that, want to be better or want to do things um you know and and a lot of people with entrepreneurial sp spirit because mm -hmm. it's easier to relate to and they kind of get you know the trials that you're going through but just to see those people in my life succeed and mm. you know do cool things is so inspiring and mm. um and 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 just that and then and family doing awesome things like that kind of stuff is super inspiring to me and, and is motivating to me um even like outside of food but it also helps like where i'm like oh yeah like now oh they're doing something so badass like i'm gonna i'm gonna go in the kitchen i'm gonna make something happen like just it you know it kind of just changes your whole feeling so it helps with everything but that that i find inspiring is is awesome people doing great things ah, that's amazing i love that so how can people find you online i'm everywhere online um you can go to veganyakattack.com and that's y-a-c-k um and i'm at veganyakattack on instagram um i'm on facebook pinterest twitter um even YouTube, which I have not updated with videos in a long time, but I'm on other people's channels. So you can see me being a goofball on, uh, in video even. What about um, Snapchat? Yeah. Oh, hmm. I have a personal Snapchat because I, I'm not ready yet to do a brand one. <laughs> Although I, I found myself Snapchatting a lot of food the other day and I was like, why don't I just have a, a vegan yak attack Snapchat? You I can't should. change the name. So I had to just start another oh, that's um, a account. Yeah, right. So that's, I think that's why I haven't done it. But I think that it will probably happen pretty soon. Well, let me know. And if you do, and I'll follow you. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, Jackie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I had a great time. Thank you. Thanks to Jackie Sobon for being my guest on today's episode of the Namely Marley podcast. If you'd like more information about today's show, just head over to the show notes page at namelymarley.com forward slash podcast. 
hope you're loving the Namely Marley podcast. If so, there's a couple of ways you can help support the show. You can head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. You can share this episode with your friends and family on social media, or you can also share about it on your own blog or podcast. All of these are helpful and really mean a lot. So until next time, may health and happiness come your way today. Today.